Hello, and welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. I'm Alan. I'm Katie. And we're still married. <laughs> we're still married. I think our goal is to get more and more and more awkward as time goes by. <laughs> Alan, are we are we giving a big announcement, like a baby announcement or something? Something, because there's all this pink. <laughs> if we are pregnant, it's a girl. And we're not pregnant. Thank goodness. That would be harder (laughs) at this point of our lives, at this stage of our journey of mortality. That would be more devastating than a mixed faith marriage. Right. I I don't think that that's the play right now. That is not. Or as my teenagers would say, the fit. That's That's not the fit right now. That's not the fit. No. This is the fit. And why are we wearing this fit? We had a wonderful event for Marriage on a Tightrope yesterday. And it was at our house. The first half of it, we had... 17 couples come over to our place. Uh, We won't share pictures of those couples, anonymity and whatnot, Uh, but uh, we're happy to share pictures of ourselves. We had a Barbie party. We had a Barbie party. Check it out. Okay, so. Look at how cute. Oh my gosh. This was so cute. How cute are we? Look how cute. Uh, My friend made those boxes because she's so uber talented and I don't have that talent. I have other talents, but. (laughs) <laughs> putting something like that together is not my talent. She it was did so it great. for us. It, it was, was so great. It was so great. We had a bunch of couples. We had a potluck at our house. And then we went to Barbie. We were supposed to go a week ago. And anyway, uh, plans changed. And we went this weekend and still had a fantastic time. In fact, a teaser for a future episode yeah. is why the event got moved. We had it planned for last weekend. But I had an uncle pass away in mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. So we went to California. And that spawned a interestingly morbid conversation a little bit that we're going to turn into an episode of what do you want your funeral to look like? Katie asking me and me asking her. So we are going to do we it. We will dress in black yeah. for all of Now that we have video, we have to dress as Oh, no, no, no. Here's how we do episode. it. We, we dress, what we should do is we should dress in the things that we want people to wear to our funeral. So my Dodgers uniform. Your Dodgers uniform. She's being inspired because my uncle had everybody dress in, in Hawaiian, Hawaiian wear, wear, which, which is was act- wonderful. That's actually similar to what I would want yeah. all of you to dress We're in. We're going to do it like dating game style <laughs> where we ask a question and the person answers and we hold up our answer. And if we match, then, you know, great. If not, then you're not invited to the funeral. So, uh, okay, yeah, another topic for another day. But mm. we had a great time at the Barbie party. And really, we wanted people to like come together to just have a fun time. And one thing I love about this community is people are amazing. Some people dressed up. Most people dressed up, I would say. They pulled out whatever pink they had or some people yeah. had. They had. They were ready. They had like the business suit, crazy, funny suit going on that were shorts. That's like exactly what Ken oh, would yeah. wear. Yeah, there perfect. were some like, you know, people with like obnoxiously great abs that just let their shirt hang open. That was me. That was me. Guys. <laughs> I'm not going to show you now, but that was me. That was me. Uh, and yeah, then it, we, was, it was fun. Yeah, it was a great time. You know what's cool about these, these events? And th- this is the topic for our conversation today. But the great thing about those events is that even though these are all mixed faith couples, like throughout the entire evening, there was like hardly any talk of mixed faith at all. It was just friends being friendly and getting to know each other 
and eating popcorn dipped in nacho cheese, if you're me, and uh, watching a movie. It was a good time. It was great. It was a good time. It was a great time. That's right. So Let, let's, let's get a little more serious. Yeah, I'm uh, It's time to get serious. Okay. We'll take let's take, take off glasses. our costumes. Take, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Okay. Well, let's not do it's that. not that type of that's uh, after we channel. turn the camera off um maybe <laughs> we can leave it on one no no anyway, we'll no nope. sorry um but anyway we're gonna what say what is it with you and like let's just drop these comments every you time we're on push the limit without crossing that that line <laughs> oh but my gosh the topic of tonight is on theme for our costumes not barbie but date I mean... nights the importance of date nights in a mixed faith marriage uh, that is what we wanted to talk about tonight. Right. So, Alan, I know that sometimes when we are left alone, which is very rarely because we have four children, um, the the topic can easily be switched to like what what is going on between us that we disagree with. Yeah, especially at the beginning of a mixed faith marriage. If you're watching this and you're early on, a lot of times that new dynamic is the only thing you can think about. And it's the only thing that preoccupies your mind. And when that happens, we we're actually explaining this to our 15-year-old today mm. when we were kind of writing the outline for this episode. He was like, what's the big deal? And this is kind of how we explained it is that can preoccupy your mind the entire time, especially at the beginning. And you feel like the ground is unravel. Ground doesn't unravel. The, the ground... Crumbling. The ground is crumbling. What You're unravels? in quicksand. The tightrope is the unraveling. The tightrope is unraveling. Tightrope's unravel. Yeah. And it's super important to like take a step back, recognize that you married each other for more than religious reasons. Now, some of you may be looking like, I'm not sure that we did. And that's a that is a valid point. And to be fair, we did. We were very religiously brought together. We met right. on our mission. As an LD, as as LDS missionaries in Spain, we had we were married in the temple. Six months after I got back, a year after you got back, right? So I mean, religion was a huge, huge part of it, but there was a lot more to our marriage than just we are the same religion. And date nights help kind of point that out and remind you of that. You have to. You remember a lot of our early date nights in mixed faith marriage. We had to force ourselves and like actually make a rule. And say, we cannot talk about we the children. cannot talk about well the children is every date night whether you're mixed faith or not, uh, but it's no talking about the children. But it's also we cannot tonight we're not talking about anything to do with mixed faith marriage, with religion, with our differences. We're going to go and enjoy each other outside of that. Right. So I, I, I think it takes it's a little bit of a, a growing pains because you still have your like hobbies that you like to do sure. that I'm not interested in. Name one. What's a hobby I like that you don't? I mean, the biggest one of all, which is video games. But I don't really. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I do like video games. It is. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I have zero problem with sure. you sitting here playing Dave the Diver. Such and a good game. <laughs> Dave the Diver. Go grab it. Don't do Steam. it. Oh, it's wonderful. Okay. So you're, you're playing your game and I'm doing my own thing. But I think that there was some growing pains trying to decide what exactly it was. Because here's, okay, here's, here's another problem that I have. Not with you, with myself. I grew up in a family where um, work and like something to show for what you're doing is what you should be doing as your hobby. If you're not being productive. 
if you're not being productive, what are you doing? You're wasting time. You're wasting time. That's yeah. how I grew up. So um, I have a very difficult time find, finding like hobbies that I enjoy doing because if it doesn't like accomplish a goal, to me, it's not productive. And that's, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time trying to undo a lot of that thinking. But uh, so I wanted sometimes our <laughs> time together to be productive. Like let's sure. schedule out exactly what we're going to do to make this a very successful night. Right. Alan is more a go with the flow type of a person. And I'm type A as he knows. Uh, but there we were, we did find some common interests and some of those um, interests that things we both love to do was we love to play games together. Yes, we do. But like Uno. No, come on. If it doesn't take 35 minutes to learn how to play, it's not worth playing. When <laughs> when, <laughs> when people say like, oh, I like to play games. We're like, oh, oh what kind of game? What kind of games? Oh, you know, sorry or Monopoly. We're like, get out, get out of here. Amateur Wait, hour. With that, when, who's like from Sweden? I, or, oh, you know, <laughs> Minnesota. It's more of, we have a lot of mixed faith Minnesota <laughs> friends. Okay. Oh, Monopoly is the best. <laughs> Monopoly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we found games as an interest and we made this like game night, date night group. And it has been so amazing. Every month we get together, we do couple game night, like a couple's game night. And just that has been a great way to just laugh and have fun, connect with each other, connect with other people and not talk about our mixed faith marriage. Absolutely. And to be fair, you know, sometimes as time goes on, you're, you're going to have to f like at the beginning, force yourself, like we've said, to not talk about it. There are times where you do want to talk about, it. we've actually had date nights where the purpose is to get away and talk about a specific situation. You remember going to, um, Oh, the, the sushi, not the sushi, the, um, the ramen place we really like. Jinya. Remember we went to Jinya and we had oh, a that's where, like, big I cried. conversation. I cried the whole yeah, time. But that was like into a, my ramen. My tears are streaming down my face. Free refills. And going and right into my salty ramen. That's right. That's right. I still ate it. Well, it's we fine. were, that, that conversation was a date night that we needed to talk. Yes. So I remember having the conversation and asking you the question, will you ever leave me over this? Are you going to leave me over this? And you said, no, no, <laughs> there's an ask. There's a verbal asterisk there. Uh, <laughs> and I said, I'm not either. Like, I'm not going to leave you over this. So why are we so, why are we stressing out? Like, let's just get that worry out, out of the way. And now let's work. We've made the choice to stay together. Let's work at it. So this was really, really early on. And this is this is hard because some of you are probably in a place where you are still deciding if you're choosing to stay together. Some because it are. is it is a choice. You have a choice. Uh, and I don't like the whole, but the kids or the money or the this or the that. No, there's a choice that has to be made. Once you make that choice together, you can move forward. If that choice is to split amicably, then that's what you do. But this was kind of like the turning point for us. And it just so happened to be on a date night. So I would set uh, one recommendation is set the expectation very clear on your date night of what is the purpose here? Are we reconnecting and reminding each other without any mention of our differences of why we love each other? Or do we need to get away from the kids and the family and in a different setting 
where we can actually dig in and talk about what are we doing for Braden's eighth birthday? Is he getting baptized? What, how do we get through this? Uh, make that intention known very early. You know, it's another, so we talked about game nights. Another recent common interest is e-bike rides because who wants to actually work when you pedal, <laughs> when you go on a bike ride? Who wants to pedal? And who do wants to burn calories? Mechanical en- energy is uh, overrated. <laughs> oh we want gosh. some electric energy. Well, so we love going on bike rides. Alan gave me an electric bike for my birthday a couple years ago, and it's been lame because he has a regular bike, but... I always feel like I wanted to go further or it just, so I got him an electric bike for his birthday and this year, and yes. it has been so fun. My, our kids have uh, bikes as well and we'll go ride to the farm. Uh, Alan and I will go on solo rides. We've gone with like a group of friends riding. Yeah. It's been a blast and, and Alan. Okay. But there, what, what happens how do I frame this? There are times when, even with the best intentions, the date goes oh, I know where we're horribly. Going. <laughs> so here's part of the fun in, mm. in rekindling or trying to find new interests together is sometimes you swing and miss. And literally. literally. So about a month ago, Katie had made a couple of comments about wanting to get into golf. Golf. Because I've, I, I actually enjoy golf. I don't know much about it. I haven't like taken lessons or anything, yeah. but I enjoy swinging a ball and I, I just think it's fun. You swing the club at the ball. Oh, but okay. See, this is see, the problem. This is the problem. Is she doesn't fundamentally understand the, the point of the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here we go. Okay. No. I'm so, already feeling riled up. Okay. Listen, Alan did a super nice thing. What did I he, do? He scheduled us a tea time. He went out and bought me my own set of clubs, which I needed because his is his are longer for height reasons. And I know, do people know Alan's six seven and I'm five four? So I'm like severely, severely scrunched down. He Ugh. does it, he does it for me anyway. Yeah. Also, um, five I, four, six seven. I'm my, my the my her chair's all the chair's way up. Already Mine's all the way down. <laughs> raised up it's fine it's fine anyway so we went it was like 6 30 in the morning we went and teed off and quickly i became extremely frustrated well golf is a very easy sport as everyone knows (laughs) who has ever tried let me tell you golf is really really a punishing thing to do oh my gosh it really is I don't even, I think I stopped counting. I didn't, we didn't keep score after like the second hole. Literally after the second hole, I went, we will divorce if we actually keep, tro- keep score. <laughs> Alan was a good sport. He was like trying to be positive about some of the very, I had like one good shot in nine holes. It was great. It was a good shot. Mm-hmm. It was on the eighth hole. Anyway, it's fine. But I was so frustrated and I was so mad with myself because I didn't know which, I don't know which club or which putter. I, I don't know what to use in what situation. And so I felt like I was at a, I was at a disadvantage. I'd like never played before. I think also go ahead. Go ahead. It's harder for women to swing. I'm just going to put it out there. I get it. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> it is harder for women to swing. Yeah. Let me yeah. just, okay. <laughs> it's fine. I had to get out there, but Take we look, I, I, <laughs> I love Alan. I love his heart that he like really tried to make an effort, helped me. 
I um, need golf lessons. So if anyone anyone wants to like take me golfing and we'll give anyone? me lessons. Okay. We'll dub we can double. We'll do okay, doubles. This is a date thing. You're gonna get like private saying... messages on Instagram like, hey, can no. you tell you what's going I went, I took two of our kids to the driving range today and, uh-huh. and in, how... went into the clubhouse mm-hmm. and asked, Do you does your pro have openings for lessons? Oh. And they he said, Yeah, he's not here right now, but um, let me get your name and number. So you're gonna get a call from the professional over at the course and because they give me your number and your name. Okay. Anyway. So there's, there's me following up in front of dozens of people. Dozens. That's right. Oh, good. So, okay. <laughs> so just saying that even with the best intentions, even with like planning something, even with uh, being in a right mindset, things still can go awry. And, you know, you just have to sort of, I mean, after a few hours of cooling down, we both kind of laughed about it. Well, we're joking about it now, so um, we, we have at least gotten over it. We're on camera, so we're behaving. <laughs> but I think that the important part is that you are supporting each other or one another in the interest that your partner is like they're looking at. And that's it's a really healthy way to create a bond that doesn't have to do, again, with church. And it's actually, it's really necessary to find interests together. hundred percent. So when was the last time you went on a date night? Last Think about night? it. Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them. Oh, oh them. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know who you're talking to. <laughs> when was the last time you went on a date night that had nothing to do with your differences? And many of you will be like, well, no, yeah, we're, we've gotten pretty good at that. And that's, that's awesome. Applaud yourselves. Uh, and if you do something that you, you try something new and it doesn't work out, that's called taking it to the lab erase it, try something else. Hopefully you kept the receipt for your golf clubs. You can take them back. I'm just Did kidding. you? No. Okay. So you're going to learn and you're going to love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Flexibility. So just, yeah. you know, have that flexibility. The other thing that <clears throat> can be helpful is finding people that understand who and where you are. Okay. So uh, Alan and I spent maybe almost six, seven, eight months dealing with all of this alone behind closed doors with no one to talk to about it. And it was really so lonely. And when our, one of our first episodes came out, we just sort of invited, Hey, if you would like to meet us and go on a date with us and you are in a mixed faith marriage, we would love to go out with you. And that was kind of the beginning of how the community started because then we started to meet people. The very first two couples we, we met uh, have stayed close friends for what, five years now we're going out with one of them tomorrow. We're going to go boating with them. And I just feel like it's important to find people who understand you. Maybe they're not in the same situation, but they get, where you are. And Alan mentioned earlier, one of the great things about the date night last night is everyone's coming together because they have something in common with the other group members, which is their mixed faith, or at least they once were, or they're on a faith journey and the projection is so many different possibilities. And yet everyone can hold space for that person, that couple, because they understand the difficulties that they face in this situation. And so, you know, community has been 
a huge deal for us. And especially when it comes to date nights, because we spent the first couple of years going to dinner with couples uh, from kind of like all walks of life. And, but then we all had that one kind of thread in, in common. When you think about it, that's a very common attribute or a very common positive aspect that is attributed to a church community. And you think about the LDS church, if you go anywhere in the world and you look up where their Sunday services are and what time they start, you can walk in and pretty much have the same experience that you have at your home ward. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly different. Maybe the chapel looks a little different and it's in a different language maybe and things like that. But that is what a community is all about. So whether you're on the believing side or the non-believing side or in your mixed faith marriage or you're both in uh, the specific religion, finding that common thread and other people that understand you is just paramount and super, super important. So the challenging thing about this with an early mixed faith marriage is a lot of times, especially the believing partner isn't ready to even accept that this is the situation we're in. So meeting somebody else that is in that situation at the beginning can feel actually not something you want to recognize because it's admitting the reality of like, we are, we have changed. This is actually a real thing. Uh, this, my, my partner's not coming back or is not going to believe the same as me again. Like it's almost admitting, not admitting defeat. I don't love that term, but it's admitting like, this is the reality. Once you can get past that, uh, it is manna to the soul, which totally exists. Souls exist, right? <laughs> For the purposes of this podcast, I'll admit it. So it's manna to the soul to, to find that other, that other couple. Just literally only takes a couple of couples. Now we're talking exponents. Two times two is four. You need to find somebody. Right. And we provide, at least our community provides a space for that. So we have our Facebook group. We have within the Facebook group, we have Marco Polo groups for pretty much anybody along the spectrum of belief. Mm -hmm. And the Marco Polo groups are, (laughs) I would say they're a different level of commitment. So if that's, if you're looking to actively find someone in the group or to just listen to people talk about the struggles that they're having, you can just be a go, you can be a listener, you can be a eavesdropper. Uh, you can participate yourself, but I feel like that's really when the magic happens. And, you know, so often we, we don't think of how, like how incredible it is to have somebody that can understand you. And in this case, right. Our, our date nights, we don't have someone that exactly understands, you know, maybe individually they can, but not as a couple, but uh, these groups are great for that. And the other, and yeah, and the other thing I want to say about it is that some people are like extremely introverted. It just so happens like it's easy for us because we're very extroverted and I understand that. And so for others who would like to just observe or not really like fully immerse themselves, but get to know one couple or that's all it takes is just to have one, somebody that understands where you're coming from. And luckily we have a great community. And we saw that last night at the Barbie movie. It was so great to have everybody come together. And some people we had met before, some people we had never met before, which that's like a gamble (laughs) coming to our house. It's true. The first couple that showed up, we had never met them and they were there for about 
10 minutes without anybody else, but it's easy. It's to get to know people. You ask questions and it's great. It's so great. So anyway, think, keep that in mind as you decide to do date night and maybe explore the options of what you could do that would strengthen your interests alike. Um, and also give yourself the time that you need to break off and maybe talk about church topics or whatever it might be. I think the the key here is to state your intention before you do it. Because sometimes like we would go to dinner and I didn't want to talk about it and he wanted to talk about it. And then it, it was like, well, dinner's ruined now. Many dinners are ruined. <laughs> Many dinners are ruined. That's right. Uh, okay. So before we end, we want to talk about another way that you can connect with people. And this is a huge thing. We uh, have opened our workshop on a tightrope. So Alan, do you want to tell us, like we have done 10. This is the 10th tenth tenth session. Yes. A workshop on a tightrope. What is it? So workshop on a tightrope is a six-week online course with Katie pointing to myself, Katie and Alan. <laughs> uh, and we've partnered with Natasha Helfer, who is a tremendous expert in mixed faith marriage and is a licensed therapist. Uh, we've done all of these courses with her. We've developed the course with her. It's gotten better as time goes on. But the most important part I actually feel is that you are also with 24 other couples who are in the same or very similar situations. Every situation is slightly different, of course. But we all get together for two hours Every Sunday night, starting August 27th at 7 p.m., this is 2023, all you time travelers, <laughs> and uh, for six weeks, we have a bonus seventh week, of course, about sex and intimacy. That usually drives the most signups. Alan. Um, <laughs> it's Alan's favorite week. <laughs> it is. I just, I get the popcorn and nacho cheese ready for that one. Uh, we we talk about- Wait, because like we're watching something. Oh, or... I just, I just, talking about sex doesn't make you hungry? <laughs> anyway. We're still discovering things oh about each other. Oh my gosh. Um, and so the, the, the course and what to expect is we get on a Zoom every Sunday night for, for a few hours and we ask questions about the content that you have uh, watched ahead of time. So there's seven different presentations that are anywhere from 90 to 120 minutes uh, on topics like the kids and negotiating the tenders. Like how do we handle all of these changes uh, word of wisdom thing. So there is, it's not exclusively an LDS thing, uh, but we do cater to a lot of LDS couples. Right. Uh, what are some other tenders? Church well, attendance. And, yeah. And, um, and we really, yeah. Natasha does a good job of building the foundation of understanding what a faith transition is and what it mm -hmm. isn't, as well as giving you the communication tools that you need in order to communicate and to stop avoiding the discussions that need to happen in your marriage. And we kind of do that sort of just dive right in and we do this for seven weeks and it's kind of a wild roller coaster ride. But uh, so many of the couples that have been through tell us, wow, we would never have been able to talk about what we did um, had we not had the workshop to sort of guide us. We could ask questions to the therapist and then Really, the secret sauce is you have other couples in there to talk about it with you and to give you ideas about how their relationship is working. Because Alan and I are just one example, right? We we do not represent the whole. There are so many different ways to do things, and we are not the best way, uh, but we are just one way. And you get to see that and hear it through the other couples. That's right. So registration is open now. August 27th is when we start. 
Uh, we'll put a URL link here in the show notes down below. So you can There's, click there and register. Yeah. And also until August 6th, you can get $50 off uh, your registration price, as well as you get the seventh week, uh, bo the bonus sex and intimacy for free. So that's usually the best time to sign up is before that August 6th deadline. A lot of people find this course helpful because they're not quite ready to do one-on-one -on -one therapy. They can't afford to do a long-term one-on-one therapy. So when you kind of break down the cost of this with a therapist and other, other people here in this kind of a group situation, um, it's a super affordable way to learn a lot of these tools that otherwise you'd have to go and, and do private therapy for. Some people then take this course and move on to doing therapy with, with a couple or coaching with, with someone that understands mixed faith marriage. So there's, there's a whole lot of people, we even have had people that have both left um, religion come to the course just to learn the communication skills that are needed. Because guess what? Even if you are both agreed about the religion you started married as, you may not land in the same place. And that can be tricky too. So it's safe to assume that everybody needs, everybody's in a mixed faith marriage. It's just different degrees and different, different complications. Yes, they are. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks to those again who came to the Barbie party. If you would like some information on events and all the things that we do, you can join our Facebook community. We do ask for questions. So as long as you answer the questions, we let you in. You can follow us on Instagram. We have a lot going on. We have tons planned and we are super excited to share it with you and to really uh, help you and grow this community. We love you. And we'll see you next time. So long.